Mic check one, two, one, two. Testing, testing. All right. Mic looks like it's coming in good. It is 2.30 where I'm at. 2.30 p.m. on a Saturday. Um, Woke up kind of late today. <clears throat> I'm not sure how much time I have on this live, to be honest with you. Um, waiting on my, my girl. I was going to say my chick, but, you know, we got to be PC in these times, you know. I just said it, though, chick. I'm waiting on my lady. She's uh taking a shower. We're going to head out and <clears throat> do something. It's kind of late, but we're probably going to get something to eat. Oh, we got we got uh, Justin from the Sunkiss podcast. What's up, Justin? What's going on, brother? We got uh, Torn, Big Torn in the room. We got Will. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? How's your day going or night, wherever you're at? Um, did you guys catch the... Um, oh, we got B-Crum in the room. Oh, this is a good time to hop on then. Got to make a note. Got to make a mental note. But... um. I caught highlights of that DJ fight last night against um, uh, Adriano Marais. Like, that was crazy. I got to watch the whole fight, but it looked like it was, like, pretty competitive from what I saw. And that knee that, um, what's up, Natero? That knee that uh, DJ landed on uh, the Marais guy. Oh, my God. That thing was, like, it was nasty. <clears throat> he was tore up. And it was, it was, it was crazy because, like, DJ was, like, um showing a lot of like sportsmanship like right after he knocked him out and i don't think adriano knew where he was at <clears throat> so i was like oh my god like he's like kneeling down with him and trying to like you know console him and and probably say like it's such an honor to fight him but like adriano looked out of it his face was all cut up <clears throat> that was a nasty knee all right sun kiss we got justin says uh connor beats charles in a fight if it happens style-wise, Charles is too easy to touch. Yeah, dude. I don't... Honestly, Justin, I don't disagree with you, bro. Like, I'm not going to flat out say, like, Connor like, beats him, like, outright. But, um, like, I don't know who would win. I think they could both beat each other, bro. But for anyone that says that Connor got zero chance, like, I, I 100% disagree with the zero chance. Like, I don't... It's like, because Charles does get hit. And Connor's kind of a sniper. He got great hands. Um, he he could catch um Oliveira. I mean, you, you you just never know. Stylistically, I think Charles is like he's kind of a nightmare matchup for Connor as well, though. That's the thing. It's like if he could survive and the fight drags out, and like I think without a doubt, if if Charles gets a hold of Connor, like it's a wrap. If he gets a hold of him, it turns into like a grappling situation, like Connor's done. Um, that, that I'm like super confident about, but I would love to see it. I would love to see the fight. Torrance says, um, I looked at the Jinglian last night, uh, at Lee Jinglian. I wasn't that impressed with him, even though he got a knockout. It wasn't the one punch the way folks make it seem. I think Ferguson beats him. <laughs> yeah, I seen, um, Lee Jinglian fight before too, Torrance, and He's skilled. I mean, like like you said, I'm not like super, super impressed with him like that. Maybe I'm just ignorant with his abilities, but he's, I mean, he's skilled, but he kind of just looks more like a brute, you know, to be honest with you. Torrance starts cracking up. Torrance goes, laugh my ass off. Connor ain't beating Charles. Natural says, DJ's, DJ's the GOAT. Man, Natural, you know what? Nobody could like argue that with you. Like, it's like, it's like DJ, GSP. Fedor Jones, Anderson Silva. So like those five guys, I think like if if somebody has a strong stance, why one of those guys is the GOAT, I don't really think you could argue against it because it's like all five guys have a case. You know, DJ is amazing, like his accolades, winning belts in different organizations, like his win streaks, 
Um, the only the only argument I guess against DJ is the the quality of the like competition that he's faced. <clears throat> but that's kind of not his fault because those lower weight classes, you know, I just didn't think that there were like super deep, um, you know, talent pools like at flyweight and stuff like that. You know, but that's not really his fault. It's kind of like when Roy Jones is in boxing. Like, um, to my understanding, Roy didn't fight like the 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 best ca- caliber of boxers. But it's like that's not his fault. It doesn't like negate how damn great he was. <clears throat> you know, not to say Roy fought tomato cans. I'm not saying that, but it's like DJ. Um, you know, like check, like compare like a resume of like DJ versus uh John Jones. You know, <clears throat> you know, there's like a difference, or or like George St. Pierre. Um, I'm not talking about win streaks and stuff like that. I'm talking about like the, the, the fights, like the competitors, like people that, that they went against, like they've like John, I think has defeated like six or seven UFC champs. You know, it's, it's a big difference in competition. Beacon says I had Marias winning until Marias winning until he got KO. I was so happy for Mighty Mouse. Yeah. I, from what I saw Beacon, it did look like, um, Adriano was kind of getting the better of DJ. I got to watch like the whole fight. I mean, I just saw like a lengthy clip, <clears throat> but um, that was, that was a crazy knockout. He just um, pulled it off. He just got that W back. Beacom says, this is coming from a Connor fan, but he's washed up in my opinion. Prime for prime, I would favor Connor. Justin says, uh, Justin's, Justin's comments on Charles' hands though, makes me concerned for Connor too. <clears throat> yeah, I did see that. I did see that, uh, Justin from Sunkiss. Um, Gaethje was saying that he never felt somebody like that. Like it was like, <laughs> I think he said like it was like getting punched by him was like um, putting a, a nine volt battery on your tongue. Like it was a sting in him. And um, Charles, yeah, man, Charles. Um, I don't know, dude. It's weird. Like Oliveira. Like, cause I remember like his older fights. It, like, man, I just got to keep it real. I got to speak some truths like it did look like Charles was kind of a quitter back then I'm not gonna lie like it looked like he had an issue with his heart and it looked like once he faced adversity or got stunned or rocked like he kind of would just like give up that's what it looked like I mean all respect to Charles Oliver I'm not trying to like diss him and stuff and rag on him but back in the day it looked like that and then like it's like kind of inspiring because it shows you like you could reinvent yourself not only as a fighter but like as a human being like if you have like bad patterns and people think you're a certain type of way and you you shit on yourself, you're like, oh, I'm always going to be this. I'm always going to be that. I'm never going to, you know, uh, improve or be better. Like that's just not true. Like like with Oliveira, the guy just like it just changed. He changed overnight. It's like he showed that he does have heart. Um, he came back from adversity against uh, Poirier. He came back from adversity from... Um, uh, Gaethje <clears throat> from Chandler, you know, he just didn't quit. He stood in the fire and the way that he beat Michael Chandler was fucking crazy. It was, it was fucking crazy. Like he was almost out of there in the first round. And I, I, I remember watching on my girlfriend. I'm like, Oh fuck. Like Charles is done. Charles is done. Oh, I think I got to get off of here guys. Babe, you ready? Okay. Maybe not. Um, <clears throat> I thought he was out of there. Right. So in the second round, he doesn't play it safe. He comes out not trying to grapple. He comes out trying to just just strike in the pocket, and um, he catches Chandler. Like what a what a what an amazing way to win the belt. Like some storybook Rocky crap. You know what I mean? Like that shit was um, it blew my mind. I'm like wow. 
Like he didn't even come out fighting scared. He come, came out exchanging blow for blow with Chandler and catches him with a I think it was a left hook. It, it was beautiful. Drew says you 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 guys talked about Gone and Tuavasa. No, we didn't. We didn't get into that. Drew, what's up, Drew? Um, when's that one coming up? Is that um that's not like tonight, right? Is it next weekend? I got Cyril Gone in that one, but one of you guys talked about it actually. You guys were saying that um because I've re- I referred to that fight as like a bull versus a matador, and um, Cyril Gone is the bull. Uh, Tuavasa the Matador. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you damn well know Tuavasa is the bull. Um, but but when you guys was chatting with me, you commented that it, you know that was a pretty solid analogy. Um, but the thing is, sometimes the bull does catch the Matador. I forgot who I forgot who said that, and it's so true. It's so true. Like so, Tuavasa can't get counted out because that dude that dude's a tank, man. That dude's a tank. You never know, I guess, but. <clears throat> Like, I'm like 90% certain that Sogan is going to dance circles around around Tuovasa, piece him up on the outside, and pick him apart. I don't know if he's going to finish him, but I but I think um, Sogan be a decision, like a strong decision. I think he's just going to be too, too elusive, too mobile, too quick, too skilled on the feet. But we'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> Bam Bam's no joke. I mean, if you go toe-to-toe with Derek Lewis like that and come out the winner, that's that's crazy. <clears throat> Beacom says, I wish the UFC didn't give up on DJ. Would love to see him compete against Figgy, Moreno, Kai. I know, I know. <clears throat> Beacom, they did that trade with uh, Ben Askren. And I do feel like um, Demetrius Johnson was a very underappreciated champion. I, you know, some guys are just, they're not talkers. They're not going to get on the mic and be like a Connor. They're not going to be a Colby, you know, and DJ is like a real, he's a real martial artist. I'm not saying that Colby isn't in Connor, but like, he's about that honor, that respect. Um, he says what he means. He means what he, what he says, kind of like GSP. They're just not going to rag on people like that or, or be like a character. And yeah, that kind of hurts like your marketing, but in actuality, like your skills should do all the talking, you know, like the fans should support guys that are like badass fighters. Like it doesn't matter. Like I know it's like entertainment, but it's not WWE. Like WWE is sports entertainment. You need to be more of a character with that. And I feel like in fighting, if you're a guy that's just knocking people out or you're winning fights on a streak, I mean, that should kind of boost your popularity enough in a perfect world, right? Like in the fighting world, but you know, it's a business. Um, when you have the best of both worlds, like Sugar Sean O'Malley is 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 winning fights. He's very flashy. He's he's a really good fighter, striking wise. Um, he's developing into like a, a good uh, mixed martial art mixed martial artist overall. But he got the crazy hair. He he's got the look. He's got the gift of gab. So like he's very popular because he got like the best of both worlds. And it's the same with Connor. Colby talks a lot of shit, but Colby could back it up. <coughs> Beacom says, don't be disappointed in me, but I'm a Kobe fan. No, dude, I'm not disappointed, man. Like, I'm a Kobe fan, too, as far as, like, his fighting ability, man. I just, <clears throat> I don't like, like, um the antics sometimes and, like, some of the stuff he says, I think it's a little below the belt. But I do think it's an act. Um, I've seen Kobe behind the scenes. He's, like, super cool. And I'm like, damn, dude, you could just be that right now. Just be be a cool dude. Be humble. <clears throat> and kick ass in an octagon, I think he'll be fine at this point. 
I don't think there's a need to be like a total heel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me drink some water. But I've seen Kobe give advice to like upcoming fighters. Like he's super chill, man. He's super chill and humble. I love it. I love it. But you know, uh, you know, the story with Kobe was like he was winning fights, but he was about to get cut. And he had to like do something. He had to reinvent himself. And, you know, uh, his legend was started that one fight. I think he fought against Damian Maya and he called Brazilians like he said, like filthy Brazilians and this and that. And that was like um, the beginning of the Kobe uh, heel <laughs> character. And um, it worked for him. It worked for him. <clears throat> Going back up some comments, Natil says, um, I could see Oliveira catching Connor with a front kick or, or some uppercut. He's good, man. It, you know, Oliveira's stand-up is it's beautiful to look at. It's like so crisp. Um, if Justin's still in the channel, I mean, Justin got more boxing, pure boxing experience than me. I only train boxing techniques within like MMA uh, training. And that's like that's like everything. But Justin's been boxing since he was a kid. So I would love for Justin to weigh in on Charles's Charles Oliveira's like just just his hands. Like, what do you think, Justin? Um, but but like Oliveira kind of got more of a Muay Thai style, you know? He kind of marches forward like in a Muay Thai stance. <clears throat> he's kind of light on that. Well, sometimes he's light on that front leg. <clears throat> but I think he got pretty great boxing. It's it's very clean. Bikram says facts. I don't think Connor's an act. I don't think so either, dude. I don't think so either. I think Connor hams it up a little bit but i think that's connor's personality because it's so it's so natural and like his one-liners are not they don't sound rehearsed like chill sonnen sounds so scripted and rehearsed you could tell like he stood up all night writing a one-liner same thing with colby <clears throat> but connor's like very witty like on the fly <clears throat> i just think that's his personality uh torrent says the only guy who showed fear against channer was uh dan hooker he kind of shied away from Channer. Yeah, he did. He I don't know if he was not confident in that fight, but he definitely was like fighting in survival mode from the beginning. Torrance says, um, Ghana's way too skilled of a striker for Ty. He's gonna run circles around him. I think so too, man. Natil says, I think Usman will get his revenge. I think I got Usman in a third fight. Definitely. <clears throat> Beacom says, do you think Leon beats Usman on Trilogy? Charles can be the first three-time division champ because I think he beats Alex. <coughs> Charles got potential to be um, a three-division. So Charles is the 155. I think Charles could do damage at 170. Um, I don't know if he can cut the 145, though. That's the thing. Uh, Torrance says, I don't think Ferguson's an act either. Me either, man. Me either. I think Tony, Tony's like a lovable, awkward, weird, weird in a fun, crazy in a fun way guy. I think that's definitely Tony Ferguson. You know, I love him for it too. I'm a big Tony fan. Definitely. Tony time, Tony time. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. <clears throat> Usman in the trilogy with Leon. Okay. So there's a lot going on there. So there's the psychological advantage that that Leon Edwards might have over Kamal Usman now. Like when you score like a big knockout like that over somebody, like that's in the person's head who got knocked out. You know, it's very jarring. Like I never been knocked out, but I understand because like I've been rocked before in training and it's uncomfortable. You know, that's one of the reasons why I stopped doing the MMA thing. <clears throat> I started to get older and um 
I feel like I couldn't take a punch exactly like I used to when I was like in my early 20s. I noticed something. Maybe maybe it was in my head, but <clears throat> but when you get like your bell rung like that and you, you feel like, you know, like when you're in a fight <clears throat> and you get knocked out out of nowhere, it's like super jarring because like you don't you don't know what the hell happened. And it's it's um that stays with you. So like in every fight going forward it's like you have like this fear and this hesitation to exchange with people because you're like, fuck, whatever, get caught again. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even see what happened last time. And I just woke up looking at the lights. So it's very like unnerving and it depends on the person, their mentality. Like Connor, I don't think that would affect, um, I don't think that would affect a guy like Connor. Cause I just think he would, he would, you know, he gets knocked out. I just think that dude will come back and just whatever. He just chalk it up as like, that's the game. Same thing with like the Diaz brothers. Um, Cowboy Cerrone was like that. Natil says, Slam, how are you doing in the UFC? Uh, I mean, I would get killed, bro, to be honest with you. I, like being 100% truthful. I mean, if maybe if I would have dedicated more and I had um, a good support system, who knows? Like when I first started MMA, it, you know, it it was something that I was in my head. I was like... It was a hobby and it was a passion. I like challenging myself. I did it for many years, but I did think, oh man, you know, you never know. Maybe I can make it to the UFC one day. It just didn't pan out like that for a few reasons, but I would get killed pretty much. I mean, I don't know. There's some guys I think I would do okay against like super low level, like, like CM Punk status, like stuff like that. But but any of those guys, like they would, they would, they would beat me. You know, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. But I will say this, I will say this, I wouldn't be helpless. Like, like I developed enough skill where like, I wouldn't, like, I'm not going to get killed in 10 seconds. <laughs> like, I know, I know how to grapple. I know how to strike. You know what I mean? Um, but not like at some kind of pro level, you know, like elite on that level. Like, no, I'd be the first one to admit that I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I, you know, if I was on that level, like, hell no. If I was, I'd be in the UFC, but <clears throat> Torrance says, well, weight class. I don't know, dude, because when I was like training, these guys wanted me to drop down to like um, featherweight and stuff like that. I was like a 155er and, um, you know, uh, lightweight, I felt like was my, for me, I felt like that was a good weight class for me. Um, But yeah, I probably, I don't know, maybe like optimally, maybe like maybe featherweight. I'm not sure. Like I feel like lightweight where I wouldn't have to cut too much, but that's just me. Um, I know a lot of coaches and people try to get you to cut down like uh, quite a bit so you can be like big for the division. Sometimes I think that's a mistake because you're so drained. And sometimes you got to actually like you lose like muscle mass and size to make certain weight classes based on like what your coaches want to want you to do. And I seen it where it's a mistake. I I seen it where it's a mistake where guys are like so fucking drained and they don't have like durability and stuff like that. And some of the power goes away. Torrance says, could you beat Tony Ferguson? Hell no. Hell no, dude. Tony would like annihilate me. At 155, no, dude. Like, hell no. Yeah, that would be like, no way, no way. <clears throat> um, I mean, I say this, like, I've done well in training. Like, you're not supposed to talk about stuff that happens in the gym and stuff like that, but I've done pretty well against, like, pros. Um, You know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I've, I've tapped out 
I've tapped out people that are pros, you know what I mean? In grappling, but I know that's like, that's training, you know, but going, going a hundred percent, trying to get uh, subs on people. Yeah, I've done that. Um, I've do- done well in stand up, but, um, but yeah, no, no, no pro like that. Like Tony would just, Tony would kill me. <clears throat> Natil says my boxing is really good, but I would get slammed really bad by any good grappler or wrestler. Oh, you don't you don't have like a grappling background, uh, Natero? Like at all? Beacom says I wrestled all my life, uh, but I can't fight to save my life. Uh, I just go for takedowns. <clears throat> but you know what though, Beacom? That's a huge advantage, man. That's a huge advantage. I mean, if somebody can't get up off the mat and you're punching them in the face or dropping elbows on their head, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a pretty great skill to have. I wrestled in high school for like a season. You know, I I did okay. You know what I mean? Um, I continued to to practice like wrestling techniques like within the MMA realm. Um, I was always a pain in the fucking ass to take down. You know, that I'm like super confident about, like in my my wrestling as far as like takedown offense and stuff like that. I was a I was a pain in the ass to take down. And usually when I went for a takedown, I would I would I would get it. Um I've always been really strong for my size too. But um but yeah, wrestling is a great skill. It's 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 a it's a great skill to have. I mean, it, it takes you so far. It's like um, like I, if you have a guy that's like a pure striker versus a pure grappler, like a wrestler and grappler. Like mo- for me, most of the time, like I would I would I put my money on that grappler, you know, especially wrestler. And it's also I did some jujitsu, but I would be like a yellow or white belt. <coughs> that's funny, man. But hey, man, some techniques, again, if you know a little something like some sweeps, some submissions, this is what people that have never grappled don't understand. Um, like I saw like the Andrew Tate. Natil says, could you beat Mickey Gall? Nah, I don't I, I don't think I could beat Mickey Gall, man, to be honest with you. Maybe maybe it's me just being super humble. I don't know. I could punch pretty hard. I got some skill, but I don't know. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say that I could beat a pro, you know, just just my humility would just not allow me to say that. <clears throat> but um, I wish I had some like some footage or training stuff um, from back in the day. But yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking about maybe going to uh, there's a local Muay Thai gym around here, maybe doing Muay Thai. I don't know about competing, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how my body holds up, you know, um, if I feel good and something's presented, you never know. I'm more inclined to do like to do BJJ. Like I would do grappling tournaments and stuff like that. <clears throat> that I'm more inclined to do because like no brain damage. But um, where was I at? There was something I was going to touch on. Uh, fuck. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Grappling. <coughs> Having some like submission skill. So that kickboxer guy, Andrew Tate. He was on Instagram, like, um, Hector Lombard reposted it and he was talking shit about BJJ. He was saying like, it don't work in the street. Like if somebody tries to do a triangle on you, like, all you got to do is slam them. If they go for an arm bar, you just could, you could just bite them. Like, that's just a bunch of bullshit. <clears throat> you know what's going to happen to you? If you try to bite a guy who's doing an arm bar on you, they're going to get pissed off and snap your arm off. And now you're going to be without an arm and you're going to get beat to death in the street. Same thing with a triangle choke. It, it, you know, if you got a guy who knows how to grapple, and I was like back and forth with, forth with this guy online, I could tell right away he had no grappling experience from what he was saying. And 
I had commented on the Andrew Tate thing and I'm like, yeah, no, if somebody gets a triangle on you and you know, you try to slam them and they know what they're doing, all they got to do is hook the leg. That's all you got to do. So you hook one of their legs and they physically physics wise, you cannot pick yourself up off the ground and the person you're trying to slam. You can't levitate. You're not Superman. So if you hook the leg, you negate the slam and and you maintain the choke. You're going to choke them unconscious. Punches to the face is a different thing while you're hooking the leg because now both your hands are tied. It's the same thing with going for leg locks. That's why leg locks are so dangerous. You have to really like nail it because if you go for a leg lock, your hands are kind of occupied and you're getting punched in the face. But with slams and triangles, if somebody tries to slam you, you know, we've seen in an octagon, actually, if you slam somebody and you could survive the slam, they put themselves deeper into a triangle choke. So that's not going to work. And if you look at like the Ricardo Arona fight versus Rampage and Rampage picked them up off the ground and slammed them and knocked them out with a headbutt. The only reason that Rampage was able to do that is because Arona didn't hook his leg. And you would think, why would a high-level ADCC BJJ elite not know that? He did know that. He just, for, for whatever reason, he didn't hook his leg. <clears throat> so I was back and forth with this guy. With this guy, and He's like, oh, in theory, that sounds great. And I'm like, no, dude, there's no theory about it. If you get a triangle choke on somebody and they try to slam you and you hook their leg... Just 100%. That's just straight up technique. They're not going to be able to pick you up. So what a lot of these guys have never grappled is just straight up ignorance talking. They don't know what they're talking about. And the street fight argument, oh, BJJ don't work. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. If you're in a one-on-one fight with somebody and you can wrestle and you got submissions, they're going to sleep. Like you're going to beat them, even if they're a lot bigger than you. I'm not saying it happens all the time. You could always beat a guy who's like, let's say like you're 160 pounds and a guy's like 220. Of course, they could catch you with something. But if you could wrestle and they don't know how to wrestle at all and they have no submission skills, high probability you're going to like dominate them, catch them in something like <clears throat> it's like simple things too, like um keeping your limbs compact, like not having an arm out there. It's like all these little things you'll do that's a mistake that you wouldn't even know that you're doing and you'll get caught in something if you don't know how to grapple. It's crazy. And people that have never trained, they don't like they don't know that. They have no concept. That's why I always tell people, go to an MMA gym, go to a BJJ, BJJ gym, roll for a day <laughs> with a with a blue belt and then come back talking all that crazy stuff that that grappling doesn't work. You'll have a new respect for it. End rant. End rant. Uh, let me see. Torrance says, when you're dropping your predictions on, videos on Tony Ferguson and Lee Jenglian and Kevin Holland versus Rodriguez. Oh, when are you? Uh, maybe I'll try to get one up today, Torrance. I definitely want to um, get some videos up and uh, talk about them, drop some honest thoughts and how, how possibly those fights could go. Definitely. Bikram says, I would like to try MMA to stay in shape. Is 19 too old? So sorry. Hell no. Hell no, bro. You're like crazy young. You you got like so much time to like improve and, and mix martial arts and take it God knows where. You know? That's crazy young. Man, it's not too old to try MMA at 28 years old. It's not too old to try at 30 years old. I like swear to God with that. Like, like I'm speaking truth. Uh, Natil says, I agree in some sense of his concrete. It might be dangerous in a street. <clears throat> It'll be dangerous Natil, to, you know, 
to the extent of like scrapes and you know of course if you get slammed on a concrete that's not good but you just can't get slammed like if you could wrestle like you're not gonna get slammed by somebody who can't wrestle i mean that's just that's just it you know you pop your hips out you don't let them get a hold of your hips um little things like hooking the leg um there's there's so many things you could do it's such an advantage if you have any grappling ability hold on one sec guys babe you ready all right i'm gonna hop off this live all right guys um I got to get off for now. We're going to get something to eat. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking starving. <laughs> Thank you for like sitting here listening to me rant. Uh, appreciate you guys. Maybe I'll hop on a live later. I have a couple of breakdown videos I'm going to get up. Torin just actually mentioned them. So, um, but hey, you guys um, have a nice night. Uh, have a nice night day wherever you guys are at. Because I know some of you guys are like all over the place. Um, and I'll catch up with you guys later. All right. Take care, guys. Later.